there, everybody. Welcome to Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. My name is Cortland, and with me today is the guy that always sinks in quicksand. It's Brandon. How you doing, Brandon? Hey, I'm doing good, Cortland. Except all this fucking quicksand around here. Jesus. It's everywhere. I just imagine that Australia is just quicksand. Yep. Just quicksand everywhere, and there's lava and spikes. <laughs> you got a little bit of... You got a little bit of, like, civilization over on the left, a little bit on the right. The middle is all quicksand. <laughs> yeah, there's, like, skyscrapers on one side, and then it's goddamn pitfall on the other side. <laughs> Brandon. Yes. It's such a big day today. Do you know why? Is this the uh, anniversary of this podcast? It's the anniversary of the podcast, Brandon. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> April it's 15th. Birthday. It's four years today. Can you believe that shit? Wow, man. That's crazy. Yeah, Brandon, four years. We've been doing this thing for four, 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 four years. Can you believe that? I can't. No. It's so long. And yet. <laughs> if you would have told me when we were, uh, you know, talking into into my computer's microphone, talking about oh Phantom God. Cab, my, my horrible audio. Yeah, mine and, too. And uh, like awkward, like, hey, hey uh, uh, that was crazy. Am I right? Mm-hmm. And dude, now look at us now. It is crazy, am I right? Dude, I used to sit in my chair, and I would have my laptop on my lap, and I would have my microphone in my hand. <laughs> my audio was shit. <laughs> it's yeah. still not great, but still, you know, it's better. And now you got fucking DJ Khaled in the other room, yeah. like, <laughs> producing this podcast. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, we've gone places. Now I pay an editor. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> like I would, like I would allow anyone else to touch this audio. <laughs> oh no, they no, would just it. tarnish it. Ugh, it wouldn't be the same, you know. But yeah, four fucking years, Brandon. Oh man, we started with Are You Afraid of the Dark? Went through all the goosebumps, ripping through this uh, Tales from the Crypt nonsense. Crazy, yeah. crazy, crazy, Already crazy. Second season of that show. I want to say in some accomplishments, because let's just talk about us for a minute here. We're at a hundred and eight thousand listens. Three hundred and thirty-four people follow us on Spotify. Uh, you want to know like our biggest episode and stuff? I could probably guess, but go go ahead, tell me. We are so are. vain. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> I mean, <laughs> our biggest episode. Obviously, it's the first one. It's the tale of uh, tale of the Phantom Cab. You know. Yeah, that makes sense. People people listen. They're like, all right, I'll check this one out. Hear yep, that shitty that. <laughs> episode, and they're like, whoa, no thank you. Never mind. <laughs> I don't really want to remember Are You Afraid of the Dark anymore. Not yeah, that one. Not this badly. Tale of the Phantom Cab right now has uh, 1,318 listens, and then Laughing in the Dark has 1,040. So people stayed around. Most of them stayed around for two episodes, and they were like, I remember Laughing in the Dark. Zebo, yep, all right. I listened to it all. <laughs> yeah, I got the gist. <laughs> That's the clown one, right? Yep. All right. Yeah, I remember the Zebes. Two hundred twenty-two episodes in four years of uh, recording. So, I just, yeah, I'm sorry. I just wanted to talk about that. <laughs> I thought it was a very momentous no, occasion. No, we're amazing. You're right. You're right. So, uh, did you do anything cool this week, Brandon? Anything at all? Uh, not really. I was incredibly sick. Oh no! You didn't tell me you were sick. What happened? No, I couldn't tell you. I was bedridden. I was just. <laughs> I was a zombie. I just imagine you were like Zelda from Pet Cemetery. Good lord. No, I, I crawled out of some quicksand and <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> and then I had to lay down. Oh, did you get time off of work? Yes, one day. Oh, okay. All right, good. <laughs> I like it when people don't work. Uh, well, I'm sorry. I'm glad you're feeling better if you if you are anyway. I didn't do anything this week, did, did I? No? 
It's yeah. been nice outside, so I took some walks. I went for a walk. That's cool. Yeah, finally. It was snowing like two weeks ago, and then it was like 80 degrees for the past couple of days, and now it's supposed to be back in the 40s, so pretty great. Yeah, that sounds like some weather. Indeed. Weather talk. So cool. We're a weather podcast. Yeah, people love it. Small talk. The podcast. There's enough weather podcasts. We're here for the spooks. Are you ready for <laughs> some some tales from the crypt, Brandon? Yeah, I don't know if we're going to get too many spooks, though, okay. with this one. <laughs> yeah, well, we we did watch uh, Season 2, Episode 5, Three's a Crowd. <laughs> Brandon, what did you think about Three's a Crowd? I didn't hate Three's a Crowd. I might even say I liked it. It wasn't a spooky episode. This isn't a scary episode. This is this is kind of like a Lifetime movie, mm-hmm. but from yeah. the perspective of the evil husband. <laughs> Yeah, I think you're right, Brandon. I don't think that I disliked this episode, but it made me uncomfortable. <laughs> it made me, yeah, it was it was weird. And, like, I mean, we'll talk about it, but I was like, I know where this story's going. And then I was, at some point, I was like, oh, wait, no, now I know where it's going. Yeah. It's it's a decent story. It's another one of those episodes where everything could have been solved if people would have just talked. <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> yes. But they didn't. It's one of those things where people in movies and TV shows are like in a situation where they're like, let me explain. And then the other person's like, no, 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 no. And it's like, no, please let me explain. It's like, how about instead of saying, let me explain, you just start explaining. Yeah, there's like uh, two words that would have fixed everything in this episode. But nah. yeah, maybe even one word. You could condense it down into one word. You could have. You could have. Well, you want to just get into this one? Yeah, we're going to have to just talk about it. All right, let's just uh, let's just look. So our episode opens up to a shot of a skeleton chained up against a wall. The camera pans over to our best buddy, the Crypt Keeper, who's got all his podcasting equipment set up. Brandon, he's ready to go. I love this. <laughs> this is I, the best. I don't know. He's got his little microphone. He's got his headphones on. He is just raring and ready to record. He says, hello, party animals. Are you ready to bop till you drop? Dead, that is. And he giggles because he does that. Tonight, I've chosen a fiendish little fairy tale for my hold of moldy oldies. We've been invited to an anniversary celebration of Holy Deadlock. You know, to love and to perish, for richer, for horror, in sickness and in stealth, till death do us part. This is one anniversary the husband will never forget. Why is he in podcasting stuff? There is nothing in this episode. He's got a turntable and headphones. Like, he's full-on DJing up there, man. Yeah, but why? (laughs) DJ CK! Um, I don't know, because most of the time when he does his little things at the beginning, it's like thematically related to the story. And I guess if you really, really wanted to stretch it and be like, he's the DJ for an anniversary party, but you know, that doesn't happen in the episode, but no, it could kind of almost happen. It's not related, but I love it because yeah, I love Keeper it as a DJ is amazing. The picture that he shows us, we see this picture where there's a woman gasping in front of a very large window. There's a dude in the foreground with an arrow sticking out of his chest, and he's pinned up against a wall. We also see another dude in a white coat that's smiling like a maniac and hiding behind a little pillar. Also, he has some cloth in his hands like he's about to strangle somebody with it. Yep, so that's the whole episode. (laughs) Uh, Spoilers, (laughs) yeah. Spoiled everything, really. (laughs) Yeah, maybe they wanted to throw you off with the Crypt Keeper's shtick so you didn't go wait a second did you just spoil the whole episode in the just a frame of a picture done this fades us into the episode where we get the three's a crowd title card and we see our main character whose name's richard 
sitting alone at a table. And the lights are out, and he lights himself a little cigarette because he smokes all the time. A lot of characters mm-hmm. in this show smoke, Brandon. Smoking was dope back in 1990, right? Yeah. What can I say, man? It's it's visually interesting. I suppose, yeah. The music here is a pretty it's pretty melancholy, bit sad in this episode. Yeah, this this uh, opening scene, like most of these opening credit things, are uh, you know setting a scene, and this this is a man in a very blue room. Mm-hmm. There's soft piano music playing. He's smoking. He's alone. It's dark. Like it sets the mood. Yeah. This is a sad man, Cortland. Yeah, he sure is. Ugh, Richard. We look over at the front door, and we see somebody walk up to it and stand there for a second. We watch Richard watch this and puff on his little cigarette, when finally the door opens up and in walks Richard's wife, Della. Richard takes a drink of his little drink. Everything's a little with him. I don't know. My bad. And Maybe he's says, just a giant. <laughs> Maybe I'm just being cute. Then he says, four hours? Della gasps, and she turns the light on as Richard asks where she's been. Della tells him, oh, uh, shopping, you know, just like I told you. Alan insisted on buying me this darling new coat. What do you think? She twirls around to show off her white coat. But Richard ignores that, saying, You said you'd be one hour. Two at the most. And Della shrugs, saying, I I didn't think you'd be this upset about it. Richard lets her know he's not upset. He's just disappointed. And they probably had a lot of catching up to do, huh? You'd probably be much happier if you came home and I wasn't here. Richard. <laughs> mm-hmm. He does this annoying thing where he's like passive aggressive. Is it even passive aggressive? It's just aggressive. Where he's like, oh, you don't love me. Mwah. He does a lot of brooding in this episode. Yeah. And for most of this episode, you feel bad for Richard. Because even though he is very much uh, kind of a whiny he's a baby. dude, uh, it seems, it really seems like he's got reason to be. Yeah, you're right. They do a good job of, like, hiding things and stuff. But I just get really annoyed with Richard. He definitely seems like somebody I don't want to be around. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Richard, at this point, dude, just go. Just leave. Leave her. Yeah. But Della's all, now, Richard, don't be ridiculous. Alan is your friend. He was the best man at our wedding. She stomps through the house a little and goes into another room. Richard stands up saying, yeah, that was like 10 years ago. How many times have we seen him since then? Once or twice? He walks over and pours a little mini shot into his glass saying, things and people change. Della walks over now with her gorgeous new coat off and goes to touch his glass, asking him not to do this. It's their anniversary. Richard knows and he says he's celebrating alone. He takes a drink and I I have... I have this word in my notes kind of a couple times here. He he broods for a moment. <laughs> yep, he's a brooder. Della says that she's done with this shit and goes to bed and turns to walk away. But Richard tells her that Alan shouldn't be buying her things since it belittles him. Della's all, bitch, you belittle yourself. Richard begs her to look at this place and Alan's rubbing his success in Richard's face. Which is a stretch. Their house yeah. is giant and gorgeous. Right? Uh, I, th- I think they're in a hotel room. Oh, is that what it is? Because it's really nice Yeah, looking. I think it's a hotel room that Alan paid for. Oh, okay, okay. That makes more sense, because it's luxurious as fuck. Yes. <laughs> Della's in the other room now. She's getting undressed, saying that uh, all she sees is an old friend that loves us and wants us to be happy. Richard gets all sassy again, and so Della walks out asking him to quit, and the trip Alan is giving them is their anniversary present from him, and she doesn't want him to ruin it for him. Also, you're doing a good job ruining it for me. 
Richard meekly apologizes and Della walks over to the bed where Richard is sitting and says that he's always sorry. Richard gets all sad saying he's just worried he's going to lose her and Della shakes her head saying, You're not going to lose me, Richard. You're never going to lose me. Not now, not ever. Richard cries a little more that Della's the only thing that he's got in his life that's good and the, the, okay, forgive my notes here. The luxurious giant house <laughs> gets offended. <laughs> but I, Makes more sense. It's a hotel room. Uh, Della pulls him closer and cradles him like a baby as he complains that he wasn't even able to give her a child. Della tells him it's all going to work out and it's going to be wonderful. They smooch a whole bunch. And then the phone rings. Della stops him as he begs her not to answer the phone. But she's like, it's going to be Alan. I I told him to call. I got to answer this one. He asks her to let it ring. But she's all, nah, I'm going to pick it up. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, they're making out and things are, you know, they're progressing. They're moving on. And she's like, oh, it's Alan. I gotta take this. It's Alan. I have to. He'd be so upset if I didn't answer a phone. <laughs> I, I love this part. So she she does answer the phone. And she's like, hello? Hi. Uh, uh-huh. Hi. Yeah, I knew it was gonna be you. No, I didn't tell him yet. It wasn't the right time. While that conversation is going on, Richard has already stood up and he goes over to the bathroom to mope. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> Oh, man. This cuts us over to the open water, and the music has gotten a whole lot saucier, and I love it. We see Richard on a big boat, smoking a cigarette, and he looks over at Della and Alan, and they're sitting at the front of the boat like Titanic. Della smooches Alan on the cheek for some reason, and then the two look over at Richard, and they're like, oh, you know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's really weird. The boat, it parks? I don't know. (laughs) What's the word for it? Like, when you... Docks? <laughs> yeah, the, the boat docks. I couldn't think of the word. <laughs> it screeches to a halt. <laughs> I, I didn't know. I don't know. They, they, they get off. They stop the treads. <laughs> they put the landing gear down. Yes, yes. That's what they say. They put the rope on the, the dock and boom, they're there. We see them now driving down a mountain trail and we zip into the car where Richard is looking out the window and Alan talks about envying them. All the money, all the success, it doesn't mean anything when you're alone. Della interjects saying, but he has everything a woman could want. And Alan challenges her to name three things. No, wait, just one. Richard ruins the laughter saying, try money. Alan gets real with him saying, yeah, I got that, but I always regretted not trying to steal Della away from you. And then he gropes Della's leg and gives the worst laugh I've ever heard, which is playing right now. (laughs) God. He's all just like, ha, ha, ha. It's really, <laughs> really terrible. Then he says, lol, JK, <laughs> I blew my yeah, shot. Just the prank, bro. Lose. Yeah, it's just a prank. Oh my God. As he's like, <laughs> tongue in tongue. Oh yeah. <laughs> Richard reaches his hand around Della's shoulder, you know, and responds like, I got her. Huh? <laughs> you suck. We watch the gang get out of their car and see there's a dude opening up the door for Della who thanks him. That's Al- Alvarez? Alvarez? Alvarez. Yeah, that's Alvarez, the hired guy. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, the hired guy who's like an important character, but not really at all. Yeah, he's in a couple of scenes, but he doesn't really do anything. Yeah, he's got like some parts where it's like, oh, this guy's somebody, but then no, he isn't. <laughs> They're at this big, beautiful cabin now, and they walk in. Alvarez offers to go get their bags, and no one really acknowledges it. <laughs> Della loves this shit, though. She's saying, this is gorgeous. And we see Richard look around at the animal heads that are decorating the place. 
Alan commands Alvarez to put Della's and Richard's bags in this cabin and his stuff in another cabin. Then he kind of whispers, did my packages from the mainland arrive? Alvarez says that they did and Alan's all, oh good, then we're all set. Richard asks what packages he's talking about because he wasn't very secret about it. And Alan tells him, oh um, supplies, you know, food, booze, etc. I'm going to give you an anniversary you'll never forget. <laughs> Mi casa es su casa. Anyways, I'm out of here. Richard looks out the window and the camera closes up on his face as he watches Alan walk to his cabin. He has to walk across a bridge and everything. Yeah. Cortland, yeah. when he's looking around at all these stuffed animal heads, we see a shot of a deer up on the, the wall there. Yeah. That deer freaked me out, man. It has such a long neck. You know, sometimes when people put, like, heads of animals on there, they keep, like, all the neck. <laughs> they stretch the neck right up. Yeah. They rolled that neck out like pizza dough. <laughs> yeah. It's like a giraffe with antlers. It's it's creepy looking. It's interesting. Interesting choice. Yeah. How do you feel about the cabins though? Like they're I think they're pretty wonderful. I mean, yeah, they're damn nice cabins. This guy has a lot of money. They have a really good location for this episode, I will say. Yeah. They squander it a little bit too. <laughs> I don't know. They could have done a little more with it. Snap to nighttime, all three are in the cabin, and there's a fire, and we look over at some more dead animal heads as Della and Alan chit-chat about Donna Costella, and they're playing some cards. Richard's over in the corner drinking some booze, and Alan makes it awkward by talking about the time that him and Della were a couple, and then Della broke it off to marry Richard. Della looks over at the forgotten Richard and asks if he wants to play gin, but he's a wet blanket, and he says, nah, I'm gonna go outside and get some air. He does just that and lights up a cigarette outside. He looks inside and sees Della and Alan being all close to each other again. So uh, up walks Alvarez, saying that he's got a beautiful wife and he wishes he had that. He's tried before, but it didn't work out because he's into free love. I don't, no, I don't know. He's not into free love. Oh, he's not into free love. Open marriage, Cortland. Then he pulls out a bottle and starts drinking. He tells him he's going to go into town and offers Richard the bottle and then just walks away. And we watch Richard watch Della and Alan laugh a bit before we got back inside sometime later. And a branch is banging on the window outside Richard's bedroom and it's annoying. So it wakes Richard up. <laughs> I love that in TV shows and movies. There's always just one branch that's mm -hmm. like the perfect distance to just go whack, 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 whack. Anytime always. it's a little bit windy. It's, I, it's such a trope. I don't, I've never had that happen to me in real life. No, because if that has. happened even a little bit, you'd get rid of that branch. <laughs> yeah. The groundskeepers need to work on this. It's very annoying. He walks out of his room and catches Della and Alan having a secret chit-chat, Brandon. We overhear Alan say, uh, Richard's acting strange and wonders if he suspects anything. Della's all, good God, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet Jesus, no. <laughs> I hope he stays ignorant forever. <laughs> Alan asks if Della is sure she wants to do this. She tells him, well... I kept thinking that things were fine just the way they were, but now I never knew I could feel so happy. Alan clinks glasses with her, saying the old life ends and a new one begins. And they take a drink as Richard sneaks his way over to get a better look. Della complains how it's been so hard not telling him, but Alan assures her it'll be all over tomorrow. Also, are you cold? She is... And Alan puts his hands on her legs, saying, She should have let him buy that fur. <laughs> Della tells her, Maybe next time. They decide to go inside because Richard hasn't been sleeping well lately, and they don't want to get caught. 
Cut to the bedroom, where Richard is laying in bed, just, like, staring. And Della walks up asking if he's asleep, so he robotically closes his eyes. And Della climbs into bed. She puts her hand on him, and he opens his eyes again. And the camera pans down, and we fade into the next day, where Richard wakes up to an empty bed. He snaps up and gasps and runs to the stairs to look around. And he runs back to his room and opens up a closet door and opens up the drawer, saying that he bought water new things. What have we got here? And he pulls out a little tissue-wrapped article of clothing, and it's like some sexy leggings or something. He's all, oh, done a little shopping, huh, Alan? <laughs> we hear the front door open and close, so Richard runs over to the staircase. And he's asking, where are they? Because it's just Alvarez for, with some logs. He throws those logs down, saying that the senora asked me to watch over you. Richard pockets those leggings and starts walking down the stairs, saying that he's going to the other cabin. Alvarez says that's fine with him, but uh, Della told him to keep you there. So Richard stops and turns to him, saying, You're in on this too, aren't you, old man? That's beautiful. It's just beautiful. They really had it planned. Real piece of work. Alvarez is all, Come on, dude. I'm, I'm just trying to do my job. Richard asks him how much he's getting paid, which is rude. And they're interrupted by Della and Alan waltzing into the room, Della exclaiming that she's so excited about... But she stops and she sees Richard and she says, oh, Richard, you're up. We've been uh, waiting for you. I'm so excited about <gasps> nothing. I'm excited about nothing. <laughs> pretty much. That's pretty much exactly what happens. Alvarez tells Alan that he's done with this shit and walks away as Della walks up to Richard to smooch him and wish him a happy anniversary. Because I think today might be the anniversary day. Pretty sure. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I thought it was the day that they were in their luxurious house, but I'm dumb. So, you know, you never know. <laughs> It's like six days away because that trip took forever. They had to take cars and boats to get here. Insane. Richard don't want none of that asking where were they. Shopping. Alan tells him, no, you weren't up, so we decided to take a not suspicious in the least walk. Yeah, sounds about right. Della goes on about how beautiful it is here and it's like a dream. And Richard grabs a bottle of booze saying, The nightmare starts again Monday morning, doesn't it? But you're not going to be here, are you, baby? Della begs him to stop it. Because a lot of this episode is Della being like, just stop, Richard, please. Not today. <laughs> just quit. Yeah. A lot of this episode is, uh, you know, Richard complaining and Della being like, Richard, you're ridiculous. You have no reason to feel this way. And then at the same time, acting completely in a manner that, of course, Richard would react this way. Like, Richard has good reasons to be suspicious because he thinks that Della's cheating on him. But she doesn't, yes. she does these things where it makes it seem like that's the only option that he could come to. Yes. And she doesn't do anything to try and, like, dissuade that option. Like, here's the thing. Okay. So, by this point in the episode, I already knew where this episode was going. Mm-hmm. So, I was trying to view all these scenes of, like, okay, I know where this is going, so now I'm trying to see it from Della's side and it's like oh okay I could see why they're doing this or that and you know how it could be misconstrued but not really because Alan and Della have a completely inappropriate relationship and they're acting completely inappropriately the entire time. This whole episode like we said at the beginning could have been solved by just having a nice conversation with Richard especially because like Let's 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 finish this scene and then we'll talk some more about it. All right. Richard pulls this bottle of alcohol away, saying, "Cause like when she goes to say like, hey, not today, please." He he has this bottle of alcohol and Della like grabs for it and he pulls that away. And he says, "Why not? That's what I do. It's what I'm good at." 
Then he looks over at Alan, asking if Della told him about how he's bartending at that dive they used to drink at. Della looks uncomfortable, and Alan says that uh, he thought Richard was selling insurance. Then is all, you're kidding, right? Like, he kind of laughs at Richard a little bit. Yeah, well, (laughs) that would be so ridiculous for you to work there. Yeah, it's uh, really rude. You'd have to be some kind of loser. (laughs) Richard doesn't lie, though. Isn't that right, Della? Alan walks over asking why Della didn't tell him, and Richard pipes back up, saying it's probably because she was ashamed. Della meekly says that that's not true. She she didn't say anything because she knew it would only be a temporary thing. And Richard giggles, saying that temporaries last a long time. You snooze, you lose, right, amigo? And Alan apologizes because he didn't know, but Richard doesn't want his apology since it's his job, just like the one he gave Alvarez. Alan tells Richard he's here for him, and if he needs anything, you know, just ask. But Richard laughs some more, saying, yeah, thanks. I think you've done enough already. Like buying Della that fabulous new coat. It's real nice. How much was it? About six or seven of my paychecks? Maybe more? Eight, nine, ten? How much? Alan tells him to It's a real nice jacket, Alan. In fact, I would love to wear it. Hopefully Ah. soon. (laughs) I would love to get my body wrapped around that jacket. Hey there, everybody. Cortland here, your good buddy and your anniversary present. Thanks so much for joining us today. Whether this is your first episode or you've listened to everything we got, we're just so thankful for you spending some time with us. For exclusive bonus content, early release episodes, videos, and more, become a patron at patreon.com slash private island. We have multiple tiers with rewards for each, and we're working on overhauling our tiers with some new artwork, some new rewards, and more. So stay tuned for some exciting updates. I'd like to take a moment to thank our current patrons, The Bronze, Beth, Veniswitch, Tristan, Redemption, Lyle, Eddie, Ray, Preston, and Rad Magical, The Silver Goth, Stephen, Matt, Lindsay, Aaron, Brittany, Rachel, Meredith, Sid, and Corey, The Golden Day Days, Sarah, Matthew, Faith, Christy, Mr. Normal, Angela, Keith, and Kyle, and The Platinum Boss 6, Kathy, Farron, Bryson, Brian. Thank you for your support, everybody. Brandon and I truly appreciate it. Well, you're getting a pretty good amount of attention on social media with the videos I've been making, and I hope you take some time to check them out and follow us, too. We're at Up All Night Podcast on Instagram, at UANPod on Twitter, at Private Island Presents on TikTok, and at Up All Night HA Podcast on YouTube. I've been putting my video editing skills to the test, and I hope you enjoy what I've been making. We go live all the time, and I hope you check it out. On Wednesday nights on Instagram at 7.30pm Eastern, we watch full-length episodes of horror anthology shows. On top of that, I go live all the time on Twitch at twitch.tv slash privateislandc, so I hope to see you there. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for their work on the music for our show, aside from this theme dating start from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. Thanks again for listening into the show for now. I'll let you get back to that episode, and I will talk to you next week. Bye, everybody! shut the hell up because it's just a harmless present but richard gets all pissed more saying you know if it wasn't for your generosity me and della would be curled up in some cheap motel instead of our amazing house my apologies working on our kid again but the wells run dry hasn't it baby della once again begs richard to stop all this nonsense since he promised but he yells no you promised tilt that to us part remember that bit della cries and runs away out of the house and Alan walks up to Richard, calling him an incredible asshole, and walks away too. We hear the car start, and Richard runs out screaming, I'm the asshole! You're the one who's fucking my wife! And he whips his glass at them, and it shatters. 
Then he slams the door shut and takes a huge drink of his brown alcohol, because I don't know what it is. And he looks up very, very slowly at the deer head on the wall, and he smiles. long neck, weird-ass deer. Now, this scene, Brandon, is the turning point of the episode. Okay, like, Richard has gone kind of psychotic. But, again, at this moment in time, Della and Alan could realize kind of how terrible this is going and mm-hmm. just say something. But they don't. Yeah. yeah, they don't say anything, and they're just like, well, you know what? If you're just going to sulk here and be a baby... Alan and I are just going to go fuck. Yeah, it's stupid. They could just be adults and have a conversation about what's going on. Even something as simple as like, Alan, like, I know this is really not looking good. I understand. We have a really, really big surprise. Just like, keep it together for a little bit longer. We're going to give you something great, you know? Yeah. But they don't, Liter- they don't even Literally do anything. Anything, anything. Instead, they walk away. And then when they come back later, because like the next scene, Alan comes back into the cabin to talk to Richard. He acts like nothing happened that day. Like, this whole scene was nothing. Like, out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. And then Della also comes in and acts the same way as if this outburst never happened. Like, this is an incredible moment for for Richard. It changes his life. Yeah, he's breaking down, and they're just like, no, 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 no. It'll be cool. He'll, He'll cool down for a couple hours. He'll drink himself into a stupor, and it'll just be fine. It's... It's so dumb. Everybody makes terrible decisions in this episode. <laughs> yeah, you could say that. We cut to night, and Alan walks into the cabin asking if Richard is there, as if nothing weird happened earlier that day. And he sighs and starts walking up the stairs yelling for Richard. At the top, Richard is there. And Alan's all, oh, there you are. Come on, Richard, Della's waiting. We have a surprise. Richard, I love this line delivery. Richard's like, I love surprises. <laughs> Yeah, for just a second, he's like, hmm, maybe I will go check this out. It's great. He asks where they're going, and Alan turns to walk down the stairs saying, we're going to his cabin, you know, Alan's cabin. But Richard stops and saying, Alan, come here. So Alan does, as Richard says, he's got a surprise for him, too. He's been practicing, see? And Alan turns around to look at the head of your giraffe deer. Yeah, freaky-ass mutant deer. It is just littered with arrows, Brandon. Then Richard pulls out a crossbow, and Alan asks what the fuck he's going to do with that. It is a massive crossbow. It's great. Well, Richard's been thinking about using it on him. Surprise! (laughs) He laughs a whole bunch. Alan nervously laughs back, and he says, hey, be careful with that. It's loaded. And Richard laughs some more, saying, yeah, I know, I loaded it. (laughs) (laughs) Then gets serious, asking how good Della was. And he gets kind of graphic about this start, Brandon. Like, I didn't put my notes what he says because it was really uncomfortable for me. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. Uh, I don't know if I'm even going to play the clip of it, but he walks closer to Alan and Alan thinks Richard is out of his fucking mind. And Richard agrees saying, yeah, and you're dead, friend. He shoots Alan right into the belly. It sticks him to the wall, just like in the cover. And Richard giggles about how Alan is dead now. <laughs> yeah. He he shoots him right next to a gun rack. There's guns on the wall. Yeah. Where Alan is pinned. And I thought like, oh, he's going to grab one of those guns and they're going to kill each other. But that's not what happens. No, Alan just kind of like gurgles and dies. He doesn't even. Yes. He doesn't even try. After like, like five seconds. Like, yes, that would hurt immensely to be pinned to the wall with a massive arrow. Mm-hmm. But I also don't think it would kill you instantly. People are shot in the head and, like, you know, go to the hospital alive. Yeah, you're right. And I think it, like, maybe punctured his lung or something. I don't know. Richard then says, Alan, 
You're bleeding. And we see some blood dribbling out of Alan's nose. We cut over to Della walking to the cabin, calling for Alan and Richard. She's wondering what all the hubba is. Why are they still in there? It's as if there wasn't some sort of confrontation earlier. Whatever. No one's replying, so she looks around calling for them some more in a playful way, and the door slams shut behind her, and it scares her. And Richard walks out from the shadows, and he's in Della's gorgeous new white coat. <gasps> he finally got what he wanted. She asks, like, hey, why are you wearing my coat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's only concerned for the coat. She doesn't care about anything else. No, I mean... Hey, like, that's my coat. You're getting your grubby mitts all over it. Have you seen that coat, though, Brandon? Like, I understand. <laughs> it's a great coat. Yeah, dude. Like, even Richard's pulling this coat off. That's how good this coat is. It's such a good coat. Della's in white, too, though, and they cannot be caught dead wearing the same color, you know? That's ridiculous. Richard twirls around in it, showing it off. <laughs> and we see that there's a bunch of blood stains on the collar. And he asks what she thinks. And Della asks where Alan is. Richard's all, oh, he's hanging around somewhere. <sighs> they had to do it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, he's just hanging around. <laughs> he looks Never up. gets old. <laughs> Della does the same. She looks up too. We see Alan's dead body. I don't know how he got it up higher, but like he did it. He hangs it on the antlers of the fucking freaky deer. Oh, is that where it's at? Okay. Yes. Where did he get the ladder and stuff? Because like, it wasn't that much time between when Alan got there and when Della got there. But... He threw it, Cortland. Okay, he just kept basketballing it up? Yeah. He was just like, Kobe, and threw it up there. <laughs> oh, man. Della screams, and her scream's pretty great. I gotta say, she's a good scream. Richard tells her, happy anniversary, and Della screams a whole bunch more in response and runs away up the stairs. She slams the door closed up there as Richard licks up Alan's blood from his hands because he's a full fucking psychopath right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's like, okay, what's going on here? He likes the taste. He it laps like it up Eddie's. like a cat. <laughs> Della reinforces the door with a, what is that thing, a dresser, a cabinet? Yeah, something. Um, then Richard makes his way up and tries to open up the door. And he asks her to open up because he wants her real bad. Also, he has something for her, an anniversary present. He asks her to come out and see what it is, but she doesn't. So outside the door, he holds up the leggings he found earlier, and he twists them around his hands like he's about to fucking strangle somebody. Almost exactly like he's about to do that. Yeah, I don't know what he's up to, but let's find out. He says he knows what she's been up to, saving this shit for Alan, but he wants her to wear it for him instead. Then he screams that she's a whore. <laughs> Whenever I say whore, I like to say whore, like I'm... Whore. You um, fucking yeah. whore. Yeah, you gotta get a little Scottish with it. And he starts shouldering open the door. You know, he's banging on it. Della backs up to the window as Richard breaks into the room. Then Della looks around for just a quick second, seeing Richard is gonna strangle her, and jumps out the goddamn window without a second thought. Yep. <laughs> Love it. She jumps straight through that glass. She leaps through that window. It's wonderful. She tumbles to the ground, and Richard screams and runs out the room. With Della, she isn't even up off the ground yet, and Richard walks out and starts strangling her to death. I thought she was going to get away a little bit, but no. No. <laughs> Turns out that fall from, like, three stories up took it out of her a little bit. Took her a while to start getting up. She Okay, she jumps out the window, she rolls down the roof and to the grounds. Like, I don't know. It was a lot. And I was like, she's definitely going to get up and he's going to give chase to her at least. But no, she doesn't even get up off the ground and she strangled and 
she's she's dead. Corlin, this episode's almost over. We don't have time for another okay. chase. Well, you know, they could have cut something out to have us give a little chase, but that's fine. This strangling takes about a full minute, uh, where she just is strangled to death, and she dies. And <laughs> yep, Richard says uh, after she's dead, Richard's all come on, baby, let's go to Alan's cabin and work on that kid again, which is gross. That's uh, yeah, very disturbing. We watch this interesting scene where Richard is hauling Della's body around by holding the tie around her neck. And it looks really cool. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. I mean, like, <laughs> thematically, it looks cool. You're, yes, you're right. <laughs> He's an absolute monster. He really is. Damn. He makes his way across the bridge and into Alan's cabin. He opens the door, and suddenly, a room full of people yell out, <gasps> And they make a bunch of noise. And there's this big blanket that says, Happy Anniversary, Richard. You're going to be a daddy on it. Wah, wah. Mm-hmm. After a few moments, the people finally notice Della's dead body, and they all get silent. And Richard drops her body and kind of looks around a little bit. And that's the end of the tale. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's just like, ooh, that Uh-oh. killed the mood. But nobody screams or anything. Nobody does. No, they're just like... <laughs> Uh, wait a second. <laughs> Should we go, or is the party still on? Can I take food home? So awkward. <laughs> I know, where's my doggy bag? I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> Back with the Crypt Keeper, he blows a little party blower in our face and says, that's what I call dragging your wife to a party. Uh, okay. Yeah, he throws a bunch <laughs> of glitter in the air and laughs. Then says, I guess Richard was the guest of horror after all. Just goes to show you what can happen when you let your imagination run away with you. And he lifts up a drink saying, here's to your bad health. See you next time, boys and ghouls. And he laughs. That's the end of the episode. Man, Brandon, I know we said it like at least twice already, but if they would have just told him, like, been like, uh, Richard, we're having a baby. Okay, that's what Alan paid for, like, in vitro. I don't know what it's called, but anything. Because, like, that's what it's aiming up to, right? Like, he paid for her to be able to have a baby. Maybe. Um, probably. It seems like he did everything. Look. Yeah. Richard is a is a bad guy. So I'm mm-hmm. not going to say he's justified in everything he did. Mm-hmm. But Della and Alan were definitely banging. Like, I don't care what they say or what the episode <laughs> says. Like, oh, they're having this party, so they couldn't have been banging. Like, no, they were for sure. They just, yeah, with Alan touching her leg all the time and... Man, I don't know. Like, either you could, you could take it two ways. Like, Alan was somebody that Della, like, told in secrecy, like, oh, we finally are having this baby. And he got so excited that he wanted to throw them a huge anniversary and was like, hey, wait till your anniversary to tell him. Or the baby's Alan's. <laughs> you know, like. It's probably Alan's. It could be Alan's, yeah. Yeah, it's probably Alan's. Like, if you, like, the best twists are the ones where you're like, oh, okay, well, now, like, going back to the beginning of the episode, yeah, I can, I can see how this happened. But I'm just thinking, like, no, they were out all day, and he bought her this jacket, and while they were about to have sex, the phone rang, and she was like, oh, I gotta talk to Alan. Like, they were just close and, like, practically kissing all the time. It's so dumb. Like, yes, there was definitely something going on there. And uh, Richard seems like he was a psychopath the whole time because Mm -hmm. you don't just like 
get a little bit sad and then start licking up blood in <laughs> women's jackets. Um, you don't? That's not just something that's like, oh, you know. It's just a sign of depression, right? <laughs> yeah, it's one of the symptoms. Like, you get a little bit moody and you also... <laughs> lap up blood lap like a up cat. blood like a cat <laughs> yes <laughs> so yeah he was definitely always a freak but um yeah he was pushed pushed over the edge yeah and a simple conversation really could have fixed it i mean i guess kind of if they were then i guess a conversation wouldn't have fixed it but i don't know I like I like to assume that this episode is that Richard paid for her to be able to have a child and wanted to give him a really wonderful anniversary. He was kind of overstepping his bounds a little bit and Richard didn't like it. But again, like a conversation. Yeah. The adults have a conversation. Yes. Ruin <laughs> There's the surprise. definitely it's okay. other ways this could have gone. Like, I don't think this was inevitable. They could have told him like, hey, we're having a baby. Like, we have a huge party plan with all our friends. Just act surprised okay and then he could have gotten excited with them and everybody would have lived happily ever after (laughs) but no della and alan were like so committed to the idea of it actually being a surprise that -hmm. they just would not let anything get in the way of that including (sighs) their own lives yeah yeah oh well it was an episode man um I feel like everything was immoral that we just talked about. Just talk to people, you know? Yeah, Talking this episode, I do this it all episode the time. is immoral. Mm-hmm. Secrets don't make friends. It's the real moral of the story. Yeah, everything would have been perfectly fine if Richard was just alone in his room playing Fortnite. Yeah. Alternate episode titles, Brandon. What do you think? Uh, two's a crowd. <laughs> Richard alone. <laughs> Freaky ass deer. Oh, that deer, man. I gotta go back and look at it. I'm gonna be like... His neck is so long! You know what, Brandon? Maybe I'll pull up the episode right now and look at it, because we've been recording for 45 minutes, and this episode's gonna be like nothing. Okay, well, here's something. Here's a little trivia about this episode. Ooh, tell me. The cabin from this episode is the same cabin featured in the John Candy movie, The Great Outdoors. Ooh, that's awesome. I love that movie, and I didn't notice that. That's really cool. I mean, it's such a really nice cabin. Like, it's definitely a sh- Oh my gosh, that neck is really long. You're right. Right. It's like a camel deer. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. I get it. That is really cool. I like this cabin, and uh, it's definitely could see it being used in other sets because it's really nice. I don't know what else to say about this episode, Brandon. I think we really covered everything, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, that's it. Do you want to see the... you want to meet the cast? Yeah. Who are these freaky people? There's only three people in this episode. We got Alan, Richard, and Della. Richard is played by the late Gavin O'Hurley. I don't know. Hurley. Hurley, sure. Yeah. Um, Sadly, he passed away in 2021 at the age of 60 years old. No, I'm sorry. (laughs) There's my millennial brain thinking 2000 was like two two years ago. Uh, Passed away at 70. He was 70 years old. Yeah. Let's take a look and see what he's been in. That's a, a decent amount of stuff. He started his career back in 1973 with the Mary Tyler Moore show. I mean, come on now. You can't get any better yeah, than that. That's a strong start. He was in nine episodes of Happy Days in 1974 as well. He wasn't just in nine episodes. He was Chuck Cunningham. I've never seen Happy Days, so. Okay. Well, that's the brother that just disappears. Oh, okay. Like, are we talking Family Matters, Um, you know, the sister disappearing kind of thing? Yes. Okay. <laughs> 
That's incredible. I love it when shows do that. Yeah. They're just like, nah. Never mind. Char- you never had it. Yeah. <laughs> no brothers. <laughs> that, char- no that character is just nah. Uh, Brandon, he was in Twin Peaks. Who? What? Who was he in Twin Peaks? He was in two episodes. He was RCMP officer Preston King. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I mean, You missed that. Your favorite show. You missed it. I do love that show, but I do not know who RCMP officer Preston King is. Oh, weird. He's a fan favorite. Um, he was in, the last thing he was in was The Descent Part 2 back in 2009. I don't know if I ever really hear anybody talk about that one. People talk about The Descent all the time, though. Apparently it's yeah, really good. Yeah, The Descent's great. Uh, he's in Star Trek Voyager for an episode, and that's kind of about it. So, yeah, that's our, that's our boy Gavin. Rest in peace. Next up we got, uh, we got Della, played by Ruth DeSosa, and she has been in probably about the same amount of stuff as, as Richard was, um. Started her career in 1986 with Tough Guys. She was teller number one. She was in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Brandon. I I feel like I have to watch that now. Save it for Thanksgiving. She was in an episode of another horror anthology show called Freddy's Nightmares, which is that Nightmare on Elm Street-based horror anthology show that we'll eventually get to someday. Yeah, have to. Gotta do it. She was in The Wild Thornberries for an episode. (laughs) Ooh, who'd she play? Eliza Thornberry? No, she played German Woman. (laughs) Tourist number one. Okay. Yeah, she was in Seventh Heaven, Brandon. Did you end up watching all of Seventh Heaven yet? <laughs> Who did she play in Seventh Heaven? She was in she was Marie. Oh, Marie. Classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that episode, sure. Uh her last role was in two thousand nine. She was in Angus Pet Farkin Paints Miss Paints' his Masterpiece. She was Audra in it. Yep, that sounds like a real thing. Yeah. Next we have Alan, our last character here, played by Paul Liber. Or Lieber. I don't know. I'm terrible with names. Uh, Paul has been in a bit more stuff than the other two. Not too much, though. Started his career in 1970 with Guru the Mad Monk. He was in St. Elsewhere, Brandon. You remember that? Well, I don't remember well, that show. I've heard of it. Yeah. Is that the one with the weird ending? Yeah. He's in the snow globe. That's who he yeah. was. Yeah. He was one episode, but he's still in that snow globe <laughs> to this day. He was also in Freddy's Nightmares, though, Brandon, so we might uh, see him again someday. Okay, so that's Canadian, is it? Uh, is it Canadian? I don't know. I, don't I just so. assume if people are in the same thing, it's Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was in Murder, She Wrote, and I'm pretty sure that's not Canadian. He was in The X-Files. I almost thought that said Judge Judy, but it's Judging Amy. I wish he was in Judge Judy. That'd be cool. <laughs> Just for one episode, he was, like, accused of yeah. stealing something from somebody? Yes. Yeah, and Judge Judy was like, not on my watch there, Alan. <laughs> bup, bup, bup. Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> he was in Dexter for an episode in Californication. He was in The Crawl Show. I remember that. Uh, last thing he was in was The Sphere in the Labyrinth in 2015. So he hasn't been hasn't worked in a little while here, but... That's kind of our cast, Brandon. There's really no other characters. I guess we have Alvarez. Let me look at him real quick. Uh, ooh, Alvarez was in Scarface. So that was Alvarez was played by Dante D'Andre. He was in Scarface. Cool. He hasn't been in anything else since uh, 1992. But once you go Scarface, I mean, where's where? There's nowhere else to go up from there, you know. But that's our cast. That's that's what we got here. You want to know what the next episode's going to be? Yeah. What is going on next episode? Let me guess. Okay. A woman either marries someone for money or mm-hmm. cheats on somebody. I mean, probably. A woman causes trouble. That seems to be the Tales from the Crypt ethos. That's weird. This one starts with a trifling bitch. <laughs> <laughs> now, the next episode is called The Thing from the Grave, Brandon. 
Okay. What do we got? Zombies. Hopefully. Oh, for real? I don't know. Probably not. <gasps> uh. <laughs> Sorry. Edit that out. Well, did you see a spider? <laughs> no, I uh, took a little peek at the cast for this episode. Oh, okay. Well, l- let me read the uh, little description here. When an abusive agent learns that his sexy model of a girlfriend is cheating on him with a photographer. (laughs) I'm getting too good at this. (laughs) He kills him and later kidnaps his girlfriend, but soon learns the love is more powerful than death. Because hopefully zombies. Yeah, it sounds exactly like another, uh, you know, girlfriend from beyond the grave sort of situation. Um, Now, Brandon, I looked at the cast really quick here. Who got you excited? Uh, Miguel Ferrer? Miguel Ferrer. I don't know who that is. That's bad guy, Cortland. <gasps> it's bad guy. Okay. All right. That's cool. And my favorite character from Twin Peaks. Oh. Not Mr. Preston Waters or whatever that <laughs> character's name that, Ri- that Richard played? No. No. Not him. Oh, all right. All right. Preston Waters. I don't remember his name. Whatever. Anyway, Brandon, that's, that's it. I'm done with, uh three's a crowd it was it was an episode yeah for sure it is one that will live on in yes time (laughs) yeah it's something that happened it's uh, it's like fifth episode of a season or so yes it was an episode of a television program Mm -hmm. but yeah next week the thing from the grave so i don't know i've been up all night i think i'm done here even though we haven't even been recording for an hour yet so this episode is gonna be like 45 fogo minutes (laughs) All right. Well, I'm out of here. I'll talk to you next week, Brandon. Bye. Bye.